Welcome to Biz Help For You with host Candy Messer. Entrepreneurs like to focus on the big picture, like profitability, success, and a smooth running organization. There always seems to be those little things like taxes, employee compensation, laws, regulations, and more. Now you can get the answers you need in one place. Join us today as we break it all down for you. Now, here is your host, Candy Messer. Hello, and welcome to Biz Help For You with Candy Messer. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you found the information on last week's show, The Lowdown on Leveraging Your Expertise by Publishing a Book, informative. If you are unable to join us and would like to listen to the show, a link is located under the episode directory on my Voice America page, as well as links for iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Spotify. If there are topics you'd find beneficial or questions you have, please feel free to reach out to me at media at abnp.com. Now let's learn a little bit about our guest today. Jimmy Martin is a California licensed property and casualty and accident and health insurance broker. He began his career in the business insurance industry in 2007 at ISU, the Olson Duncan Agency in Torrance. He received his formal education from Loyola Marymount University, where he received a Bachelor of Arts degree with a minor in business administration. He earned his Chartered Property and Casualty Underwriter, CPCU, designation in April 2014. The CPCU designation is widely considered the most distinguished designation offered in the insurance industry. Achieving the designation requires completion of eight phases covering topics such as risk management, insurance operations, business law, finance and accounting, property insurance, and liability insurance. Jimmy's focus is working with small to mid-sized businesses, assisting them with their risk management insurance needs. Jimmy grew up in Fullerton, California, and currently lives in Orange County today with his wife, Janelle, and daughter, Carolyn. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Candy. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to have you here. This is going to be a great topic. I know insurance can sometimes be overwhelming for entrepreneurs and figuring out what they need. Um, So definitely I'm looking forward to the conversation. Uh, But the first thing is I would love you to give us a little bit more of your background and how you got involved in insurance. Sure, sure. Well, it's a running joke within the industry that you don't really go to college or school and say, you know, I want to be an insurance agent or insurance broker one day. So uh, we find a lot of times it's family oriented or in my case, uh, through mutual acquaintances and friends from um, my college, Loyola Marymount University. I was introduced to the now principal of our, our brokerage, Mark Duncan. Um, you know, I was at a job outside sales, not really loving it, so to say, but uh, was looking for more of a career than a job. And it just so happened my agency, Olson Dunk, ISU Olson Duncan Insurance, was looking for uh, someone to groom, mentor, and, and uh, make a career in the industry. And fast forward, fast forward 12 years later, here I am today and, and still uh, working with Mark and the agency and, and loving every bit of it. Well, I know one of the main insurance policies that everyone needs to have for their business is liability insurance. So can you tell me what does liability insurance actually cover? Sure. Well, there's different forms of liability coverage. The most common would be general liability, but it also goes into areas like errors and emissions liability. There's things like pollution liability. But from the very basic concept, liability is a coverage that's protecting you from a third party claim. For example, general liability, if you ever cause any bodily injury or property damage to another party, maybe you're sued for that, 
it's going to protect you for those types of circumstances. And the same goes for other forms of liability. It is a coverage to protect you in the event of your negligence causing harm to another party and uh, to protect you for those circumstances. And I think if I remember, sometimes I hear people call that BOP, right? So if someone says BOP, is that what the insurance liability is? Yeah, BOP is short for a, it's called a business owner's policy and it's a package which incorporates general liability and, and property coverage along with business income together. But yes, uh, general liability is one of the main components of a, of a BOP policy and it's geared for small businesses uh, to really enhance, give them a, a complete package of insurance without having to buy, you know, standalone coverages and, and piece it together like a puzzle. Oh, okay. Well, that's good to know. Cause I sometimes hear people talk about BOP insurance and I was like, yep. okay, just wanted to make sure that I'm on the right page. That's, that's a very insurance. common term. Yep. So can a home-based entrepreneur add a rider to a homeowner's or renter's policy, or do they need a separate insurance policy to protect the business? You know, I am not aware of a single uh, personal lines homeowners carrier on the market that will give business coverage on that policy. In all cases that I am aware of and know of, it's you need you must have a separate form of business insurance to protect yourself being in a home-based business. Don't assume that your, your homeowner's policy is gonna cover you for liability. Uh, carriers that have specific exclusions about that and uh, definitely encourage to, to, to go this, the, the route of a business insurance policy to protect your home-based business for sure. Well, I think it's important to bring up, because a lot of people do work from home now, yes. and a lot of people don't even realize they need to have a policy. They, they might not even have thought, can I even get a rider? Right. They're probably just thinking, I have a home office, everything's fine. Right. Right. You know, so I'm sure you've probably seen some All stories. Time, yeah. yeah. And then a lot of times, you know, they'll say, you know, I'm just, no one comes to see me here, et cetera. But the beauty of a general liability policy or general liability coverage, it follows you wherever you're conducting your business mm-hmm. operations. So if you're out visiting clients on the go, I mean, it's following you. So you don't necessarily just have to have people visiting you in the office to think that you have an exposure. You, mm-hmm. that ex- there's an exposure anywhere you go and then it will follow you. So that's the beauty of, of liability coverage. Well, it's important to, you know, no one wants to pay for insurance either, right? You know, it's extra money that you have to pay, but you're uh, protecting against the risk that you potentially could be facing. Absolutely. I mean, you don't, the the goal is you don't want to have to use your insurance, but if something does happen, uh, having that as your protection is is what what you're buying. And that peace of mind is is so important. And uh, no one likes to buy insurance and rarely do you have to use it, but it's it's, uh, one of those things. If if it comes to... uh, a time where you need to have it, uh, you're so thankful you do. <laughs> and this is more for the like trip and fall or something like that too, right? You know, or specifically, I guess, can you talk about maybe exactly what is covered on the insurance policy yeah. for that type of the liability? Yeah, general liability. Um, yeah, it, it's it's the core of it is bodily injury and property damage claims. So as you can imagine, maybe a home-based business, say a consultant of some kind, it's a real minimal risk. I mean, you're... Uh, you're giving professional advice. You're going to maybe to somebody's office. I think the most you could ever fathom happening is maybe uh, someone trips over your suitcase and breaks their arm and, and wants to hold you liable for something like that. But on the flip side, there's other professions, uh, contractors, distributors, mm-hmm. manufacturers. These are uh, general liability is a big exposure for them. And it's not just uh, premises liability, slip and fall. Mm-hmm. General liability also incorporates product liability within it. Mm-hmm. That, and so, of course, if you're um, a manufacturer, of any kind, uh, general liability could potentially be your biggest risk exposure, and that's the importance of carrying it. So, every business is unique. General liability is needed pretty much by any running business, but the amount of exposure varies business to business right. based on the profession. Of course. Yeah. 
like an office is going to have probably less liability than, like you said, a roofing company. Absolutely. Or like say for you, I mean, you being bookkeeping and payroll, your general liability exposure is minimal in comparison to your errors and emissions or your professional liability. Mm-hmm. There, the degree of risk is is a much greater. You know, you're 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 giving advice and and other you're giving your service and advice to others who are are paying you a fee for that. So any mishaps that you might have uh, and the financial consequences that your clients suffer, uh, as you can imagine, the risk there would be greater than somebody uh, breaking their arm here sitting in your office. Right. Well, and you just mentioned professional liability. So mm-hmm. actually, let's talk about the difference between general liability and professional liability. Sure. Yeah. So. Again, along the lines of liability, it is protecting you in the event a, a third party were to sue you for um, a, you know, bodily injury or property damage. That's on the general liability side. For errors and emissions, which is also referred to in many cases as professional liability, uh, it's the equivalent of a doctor's medical malpractice insurance. If you're providing a service to others for a fee, you have some degree of exposure on your professional liability. Uh, for me as an insurance agent and, and broker, I'm constantly recommending certain coverages for my clients. And if I fail to cover them for something that they're exposed for and they have a claim and it's not covered, I need professional liability to protect mm-hmm. myself from their, you know, their financial mishap as a result of my, 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 my negligence. So mm-hmm. yeah, in, in a nutshell, it's, it's, a, it's malpractice and uh, anybody that's offering a, a vice or a service to others for a fee uh, has, has some degree of exposure for, for the errors and emissions. Well, that was a good thing to mention when you say malpractice, because people, of course, when they think malpractice, just think of the doctor, right? Right. You know, don't think of, I might have a malpractice claim or something right. against me in my business. So totally. thinking through through that. And it goes it goes deeper too. I mean, uh, sometimes there's, there's a little, you might be in, in a business not uh, strictly offering advice to others, but uh, there, the, the, the Errors and emissions is 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 what you'll mostly find for a professional service provider, but uh, it, it's sometimes needed in other areas too. Um, anytime you're, you're you're offering a service to others, so not just financial. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it gives contractors might will need it in, in many cases because they're uh, designing. Uh, you know, they're they're recommending how they they're giving the professional advice on how to maybe build something, and uh, so there there's a there's a differentiation there between. Uh, where your general liability coverage would protect somebody for a bodily injury or property damage claim, and then the errors and emissions side, which is going to protect you more for the um, the advice or recommendations that you're given hmm. your customers or clients. Interesting. So a thought that I was just having while you're talking about that too, and I don't know how this would fall, but let's say you know they're asking a design, like help me design, you know, my thing, and I want to have you know electrical outlets and this and that, and they're like, oh, you should have so many per you know right. feet, and then. Let's say there's a fire or something. Would that be general liability or professional? Such a good question. I mean, that's where there's always, from an insurance coverage standpoint, that's where you really want to have both policies in place. Because if there's that gray area there, you know that, uh, of course, when a claim happens, there has to be the process of analyzing what happened, the adjuster uh, determining, you know, what, what the circumstances were. But by having a general liability and professional liability combo uh, you know, you, you can have that peace of mind knowing that uh, one of the others is going to step up and protect right. you in the event there's a No matter what happens, you're protected. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So then who does really need professional liability? I mean, we talked a little tiny bit, you know, finance or this or that, but I'm sure there's a, a range on the spectrum. Yeah. Um, you know, more, more than anybody, it'd be the professional service. I mean, you're talking accountants, architects, engineers, insurance agents. Uh, those are... Those are the biggest exposures for that type of industry. Um, I got, you know, I look. I mean, you can even go 
into areas like I, you know, have some veterinarian clients. I mean, that, mm-hmm. uh, for the most part, it's the financial services, the professional services that have the biggest exposure, and and, and uh, just your everyday service providers are those that that you can think of are be, are the ones that that uh, need it more than anybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the one where it's going to hit the pocketbook more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know these are you don't see. I mean, twelve years in, into um, what I've been d- handling business insurance and risk management. You don't see a lot of claims, but when they do happen, they're costly. They're expensive. Uh, another piece of uh, a liability policy that many don't know is whether or not you are at fault, even if there's a groundless claim brought against you, the beauty of these policies is they are protect. They're, they're, they, the carriers are giving the legal support. They're, they're uh, defending you in the event of a claim. So another big part of, of you, you could have a, a, a client that had a mishap and they had a financial loss or harm from from that mishap and they just want to point the finger and blame anybody they can to try and make up for that. Well, just being, you could be called into a, a suit and uh, rest assured by having the, the policy and the coverage that the carrier is going to defend you, step up and defend you. It doesn't matter how groundless it is. So a lot of people don't understand or, or think about the, the, the legal protection that you get mm-hmm. under a policy. It's not just going to write a check and pay a claim, um, there's more to it. And that, that legal protection on an errors emissions policy is, is, is the biggest, most valuable mm-hmm. component of it. Well, that's great to know <laughs> in terms of, you know, because it's true. We all are, you know, we have to be concerned of what potentially could happen. And nowadays there are, you know, a lot of people out there that are looking for an easy way to right recover now. something, you know, and it's not that they want to harm you necessarily, but if they're, you know, struggling a little bit. Absolutely. Especially in California. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the litigious nature is yes. pretty extreme. So yes. 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 Yeah. Very hard to, to uh, have to, I guess, deal with those financial issues nowadays and California is making it harder and harder for businesses here too, you know, just profit wise. And so someone may be looking for, you know, something that can just help them on that. For sure. It seems like for the most part, the, the cards are usually stacked against the, the business owner, you know, in favor <laughs> of, uh, of the other party. So, uh, uh, yeah, especially here, this is a hotbed uh, and even not only just in California, but LA County alone, I mean, statistics show, I mean, I've been to many seminars that carriers put on and sometimes our insurance is so much costlier here simply because, of the amount of, uh, of lawsuits and the litigious nature. I mean, the carriers are, are defending these all day long and the cost of doing that drives the cost up of others' policies. So right. yeah, that's a big ripe here in California. It's expensive, but uh, there's a reason for it. And, and, and uh, unfortunately, the business owner has to, to bear the brunt of that uh, when it comes to the cost. Right, and the cost is even, like you said, if it's not even a valid claim, but you still have to go in and defend yourself. Absolutely, yeah. So. yeah. And again, that's why those errors and emissions get so costly because there's... Uh, these these uh, settlements, these cases. I mean, they they don't ha- they don't come and go in a week. You know, they're, mm-hmm. they're definitely a long term process. Uh, and a lot of lot of uh, carriers need to lo- use a lot of resources, uh, their attorneys, and and, and the costs get uh, steep very fast. So mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Well, it looks like it's just about time for us to take a break. So when we come back, we're going to continue to chat with Jimmy about insurance for businesses. You're listening to Biz Help for You with Candy Messer on Voice America Internet Radio. We'll be right back after this brief commercial break. Have- 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Are you up late at night after a long day's work trying to do your bookkeeping? Are you frustrated with your lack of QuickBooks knowledge or feel you don't understand it at all? Do payroll tax calculations and reporting stress you out? Whether you're a sole proprietor or an officer of a corporation, Affordable Bookkeeping and Payroll Services is here to help. We work with overwhelmed entrepreneurs to remove the burden of bookkeeping and payroll tasks, giving them peace of mind and the freedom to do the parts of the business they love. Our bookkeeping clients include service-based businesses, such as medical offices, fast food restaurants, landscapers, and gyms. We also assist franchise owners to create the necessary reports to submit each month. We are a full-service payroll company, assisting clients of 1 to 120 employees. We offer full and self-service options. If you're ready to offload tasks that burden you, reach out to us today at 310-534-5577 or email contact at abandp.com. Call us today. Have peace of mind tonight. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all of our show archives on demand. All from your iOS, Amazon Kindle, or Android device. Download it from the Apple App Store, Amazon, or Google Play, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. You are listening to BizHelp for You. If you have a question or comment about the show, send us an email to media at abnp.com. That's media at abandp.com. Now, back to BizHelp for You. Welcome back to BizHelp for You with Candy Messer. In the last segment, Jimmy Ken Martin told us about his background and how he got into assisting entrepreneurs with their insurance coverage needs. Now, let's continue our discussion. So, Jimmy... Is business insurance required by law? For the most part, no. I mean, the one area that is a strict requirement would be workers' compensation insurance if you have employees, and that's mandated state to state. So, uh, yeah, it, it, uh, with work comp insurance, the law does require you to have a policy. And, you know, these days, too, uh, it goes uh, – if you're working with independent contractors and that independent contractor – doesn't carry their own form of uh, work comp insurance, then uh, another important reason why it's needed. But as a whole, not not a lot of like firms, state or federal laws to carry insurance. Most of the time it's driven by like a contractual requirement. If you're uh, a business that's going into a contract with another business, uh, they usually have firm insurance requirements. That's usually how the conversation starts. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of times with me, if I'm working with a new prospect or even a current client, they'll send over a... Uh, PDF document, here's, I need all these types of insurance, can you help me out? And that's where we start the process of, uh, uh, of asking questions and, and putting coverage together. Uh, but it's mostly driven by private, uh, contractual, um, other parties that are requesting it mm-hmm. to fulfill a contract. Well, I think, like you said about the workers' comp, it's good to touch on those too. A lot of people don't realize 
that if someone comes and finds out, I know in California, especially if they come and find out that you have no workers' compensation in place, they can shut your business down until you actually get it in place. And people aren't aware, (laughs) like that is serious. And it's happened to me. Uh, It's happened. uh, Literally, they come, lock the door right there on the spot, and uh, these are clients of mine that. (laughs) <laughs> maybe they weren't so honest in the beginning, you know, maybe not, or not advising that they had any employees, but they're carrying another policy, but then they're calling me saying, help, my doors are locked. I need coverage now. So it makes it harder though. If you're not, if you've had employees and you never, if you didn't have a policy, I mean, these are questions that the underwriters are going to ask. And, and if you're suddenly trying to get a policy overnight for, and they know that you've had a, a, an active employee for X amount of time, it makes this, it makes the process a lot harder when you're trying to get a policy after the fact. So, mm-hmm. Highly recommended. I mean, A, just to protect yourself from state law. B, to protect yourself from the mishaps that could happen by not carrying coverage. I mean, you you as a business owner should should really have that coverage in place before someone comes and locks your door because you don't. Right. And the other thing touching on where you talked about the independent contractors, a lot of people don't realize that they have to cover them if they don't have their own policy. Mm-hmm. I actually had someone once that was a client of mine. And they had their audit that had to be performed. And I added, you know, the people that were independent contractors on there. And then the CPA or the person working with them said, why are you including them? They're Mm -hmm. not covered. They're independent contractors. And I said, they don't have their own. According to this workers comp policy, it states anyone who's an independent contractor must be covered. And, uh, you know, that was a little bit of a wake up call for them. Really good point. (laughs) You, especially being on the bookkeeping and payroll side, this happens often as well. I mean, when you buy a workshop work comp insurance policy, you don't, I mean, these are 12 month policy terms. They don't start. It's not a calendar year policy. I mean, if I bought a policy today, it's going to go forward 12 months. So what you have to do is estimate what your payrolls are going to be for the, the oncoming period uh, and what job classifications, et cetera. But uh, no matter what carrier with work comp insurance in 12 months time, they are going to do an audit and they're going to ask for payroll records and, and that sort of thing. But, a lot of times people don't factor the independent contractors payrolls and if that if they can't support their argument like they don't have any certificates of insurance from that independent contractor that that independent contractor has insurance then it's going to be on your on your dime and yeah they, you're going to have to pay the cost of that but at the same time if a independent contractor was hurt while conducting a job for you that the policy will also protect you as a business owner and them mm-hmm. getting treated for their for injury. So, um, yeah, care needs to account for what their their exposure is, and uh, that's why there is a, a cost to be paid if, if uh, you do have independent contractors that don't have their own work comp insurance policy in place. Right. So, yeah. basically, understand what really has to be covered, who needs to be covered, and make sure you have it in place so you can continue operating no your doubt. business. No doubt. Yeah, and I mean, again, you know, it, it's required by law. You should be buying it, not just because it's a legal requirement, but to make sure that those that are working for you are, are adequately protected and getting the, the coverage that they need in the event that they're hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, not only is it going to give them medical assistance, but any disability and, and those sorts of things that because of a job related accident. So uh, otherwise it's coming out of pocket and that could, that could shut a business down entirely and, and quick. No, and no, it's so fast that uh, you blink your eyes and, and uh, by not carrying the coverage, you don't have a business tomorrow. Right. So. So kind of on the same realm dealing with employees, uh, what is EPLI insurance and what does it cover? A good one. Well, this is another form of liability insurance. EPLI stands for Employment Practices Liability Insurance. And uh, 
uh, going back to California and the litigiousness, any it's important for any business, especially here in California. What employment practices liability does is it's protecting you as an employer for any uh, employer employee related. Um, claims, uh, wrongful termination, sexual harassment, failure to hire, failure to promote, um, those types of things. And like the errors and emissions, it's, it's these, the market for employment practices liability is, is very limited. There's not many carriers out on the market and coverage is, can be rather expensive. And the reason for it, because again, any groundless claim, it could be a legitimate claim, but any groundless claim, these policies must defend those claims. And these are long drawn out uh, just legal battles and and so these policies a bulk of the the limit we always recommend a minimum limit of a million dollars on a policy but as you can imagine the cost to defend these uh, mm-hmm. can eat that that uh, in no time so um yeah employment practice liability not a legal requirement like work comp but so important honestly i'm a little bit surprised that that's a recommendation that i make to any and all clients with employees and um Surprisingly, it's uh, not a larger fraction buy it, and uh, you know a lot of times people cost. You know, you have to have you have to be conscientious of cost, but at the same time, any claim that comes to the table for this. I mean, like, just like uh, the other forms of liability, it could it could put you out of business quickly with with the legal costs that are involved to defend a claim like this. Well, and yeah. they might think too, like, oh, I only have one or two employees, so it's not as much of an issue, right? right? Versus someone who's got 15, 20, 30, 50. Right. But really, it only takes one employee to file a claim. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and, and these things extend even further beyond just your employees. I mean, maybe you have an applicant uh, that uh, brings a case against you for you know, failure to hire for some reason. And, and there's also third-party uh, endorsements that are, are put on these where um, – for example, I have some physician practices that carry it, and the third-party coverage would help protect if there was any patient that were to bring a claim, maybe harassment, mm. uh, uh, not improper sexual conduct, but more more along the lines of um, you know harassment and everything like that. Uh, delving into other areas like improper sexual conduct are, are different riders that we put on mm. many like malpractice insurance policies or, or stuff like that. But yeah, employment practices is more of those uh, employee-employer and uh, wrongful termination, sexual harassment, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And I think we should toss in here, too, this is a little bit beyond our scope of just talking the insurance, but business owners should really understand what the labor laws are and the hiring and what the current laws are that are, you know, don't ask certain questions in interviews that can bring up, you know, a claim or something, too, right? So just being aware of what you can and can't ask, you know, and making sure you're not discriminating, yeah, a lot of the businesses that I I work with, I mean, my I really like to work with those family-held um, smaller businesses, maybe usually on the level of five to fifty employees. They don't have a dedicated HR professional mm-hmm. in most cases, and luckily, there's a lot of really good HR consultants out there. We really encourage clients to to work closely with them. And um, the laws are almost impossible to keep up with. As a business owner, you're wearing so many hats to try to account for all these new laws that are launched every year. Uh, to uh, the investment of an HR consultant, whether you just want to use them to help you hire or fire or, you know, go even deeper and, and help, um, you know, almost on a daily basis. It's such an important part and, and, and a good investment to make because I, and you can, as a business owner, can mm-hmm. attest to that. I mean, there's just too much to know. And right. 
Yeah. And the laws keep changing. Yeah, right? even to the pros, you know? for sure. Like we didn't have, you know, certain ban the box laws that we now have in the last right. year or two. And so keeping up with it for someone who's independent, you know, sole owner or something to you can't always keep up with everything. So having that protection for in sure. case they inadvertently do something that they didn't intend to. Yeah, also. and that's a good segue too. The one thing I should add about work, I mean, sorry, about employment practices, liability policies, EPLI, the carrier, once they have a policy in place for you, they don't want to pay claims. So a nice feature is they offer programs where uh, you have access to a dedicated HR, uh, like a, a desk, a, a California or whatever state you're in, a uh, an employment attorney or HR professional. If you ever have a situation brewing in the office with an employee and, and need some consultation on how you should address that claim, these policies include uh, a 24-hour hotline or uh, even links uh, to, uh, to websites to connect with the carriers and their teams to help mitigate uh, any claim from arising before it, before it does. And I've had more than a few clients of mine who I recommended buy an employment practices liability policy where they had to utilize this service. And I can't tell you every time the first thing they do is pick up the phone and say, thank you for, thank you for suggesting this policy. I mean, it's not, you know, a full on HR professional, but it's giving you a lot of solid advice when you have to deal with a matter in your office and, and not knowing how the laws are to protect yourself so that, However you do handle it is not going to blow up into something bigger. Right. So that's a really big feature and of these check policies. into it before you make some of those decisions, before you're terminating someone yeah. or anything like Trying that. Try to bite the tongue. And <laughs> make sure there's no red flag or anything. Yeah, right? no doubt. So, um, so who needs data breach coverage? Well, that's, a, that's another big evolving uh, one right there. I mean, it's huge in our industry. These days, if, if you are – I mean, the most important would be those that are holding others' personal – information sensitive yeah data. The sensitive data i mean this in this world that we're in now i think virtually everybody's working in the cloud and, and mm-hmm. whatnot um two of the biggest types of claims that arise from cyber liability data breach would be uh one would be ransomware you know someone mm-hmm. uh, might get into your system somehow shut you down if they want and mm-hmm. basically demand x amount of money to get you running again and, and the second would be like social it's called social engineering but these 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 thieves are so advanced. They can a lot of times. What happens is they they draft an email that looks like it's coming from you know CFO or something like that, like to wire money this and that, and and it it, it works. You know people mm-hmm. inadvertently pay a ten thousand uh, dollar you know bill to somebody, but uh, it's typically going to a thief's hands. So, and policies. So there's two parts. The the cyber liability is going to help protect you for those type of circumstances, but most importantly, uh, any anybody that holds personal information and it's on the cloud, uh, that's that's most critical. Um, the cyber liability policies are very broad. There's two components to them. There's a first party coverage and a third party coverage. If a breach happens, the first thing that you need to be conscientious of is notifying those that were affected. Uh, a lot of times you have to run their credits. Uh, a lot a lot of that goes into just dealing with it when it first happens. And then there's the uh, the, the third part. So once this all transpires, then you might have to deal with um, fines, penalties. You might have your own clients suing you because their information was breached. So these policies, kind of like I was explaining with employment practices, also have a team working behind you, uh, IT professionals and whatnot to to try and get to the root of the problem, fix your system, get you up and running. They'll pay ransomware. I mean, I had a client this year have to pay a $300,000 ransom, but the Mm -hmm. carrier wrote a check overnight. But had he not had a cyber liability policy in place, I mean, $300,000 is a... That's crazy. So that's, and then from there, it's, uh, 
getting that hacker or whatnot to, I guess, release everything back to you. But then you have the, it, the, the fun just begins from there. You know, you have to go back and patch the holes, do a lot of uh, assessments and whatnot. So the carriers have these are programs. They're not just buying a policy to write checks to pay a claim, but they have a whole team behind you helping address all the all the mess that goes along with with a hack happening. So this makes me think of a article that I just read recently too about, you know, people at the airports using like those USB chargers or things mm-hmm. like that too. So would that be something that's also covered for data breach if really someone gets question. into that? That is absolutely. Yeah, your your laptop gets stolen, think about all the information that's sitting on there. Yep, USB keys. That's that's going to be a data breach situation that general liability coverage is not going to cover you for. Um, the good news is because of the exposure out there and how many people now have exposure to this, CARES will allow you to to bundle some degree of coverage in, in like your general liability or like a business a BOP, mm-hmm. business owner's policy. Uh, usually it won't go as high as like a million dollar limit, but yeah, you can certainly get coverage now um, uh, in many ways under like a lot of times you'll build it into a professional and errors and emissions policy, professional liability, or maybe a general liability policy. So these days um, it's not always you don't need to buy a standalone policy in all cases, but uh, so that's good. I mean, give a little peace of mind, but uh, you know, just like, just like the employment practices, it's something now we have to recommend to everybody because mm-hmm. uh, there's exposure. You know, everyone's working on the cloud and, and everyone's working on their computers. Uh, that's how we, we, we survive these days. Right. And be cautious in public places like Starbucks yes. and things like that, too, because if you're going to be on their Wi-Fi, don't do anything with your banking or anything like exactly. that, too. Right? Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, and that's the big part, too. It's all about risk management. You know, you have to train your employees uh, this kind of stuff because uh, that's how these these people get in the door through phishing and whatnot mm-hmm. on their computer is, is one of your employees' desks. So, yeah, it's important to to have your employees stay in the loop with uh, all the ins and outs. But, uh, yeah, a lot, a lot, that's the risk management part of insurance, you know, trying to do things right up front so that you don't have to utilize an insurance policy to pay a claim. And making sure, like you're saying, that everyone is educated on that because, you know, as business owners, we might be thinking like, okay, we have to be very careful with the data that we have. But like I said, if someone is an outside, you know, salesperson with information on their phone or something or, you know, whatever they're doing, make sure you're not just, oh, this is easy. Let me just get on right now. I have a few minutes and on this Wi-Fi or my phone is, you know, needing to be charged. Let me just use these chargers, you know, just probably get your own little charger you can bring with you. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Do things to protect yourself. It can go deeper and deeper. I mean, a lot of times too, your home-based employees, you know, they're working on their own home computers, but tapping into your business network, I mean, I have to, should be thinking about things like having them use your own computers with your IT professional, making sure that they're properly protecting this data. Um, so, yeah, it goes it goes on all levels, and uh, these are just uh, claims that happens. Many people are under the assumption that it only happens to the big guys, the targets, right. and everything like that. But no, we're seeing it happen now on all levels, and uh, it doesn't matter if you're a small business. I mean, if you have some information. Um, that they can get their hands on. I mean, they can shut you down until you pay a ransom or whatnot. And if you don't want to pay it, they'll probably wipe you out completely. So mm-hmm. yeah, a lot, a lot of, uh, I'm, I'm probably scaring the heck out of everybody that <laughs> I'm talking about every one of these coverages, but yeah, it's, it's, it's very important. Well, and this is where having a great IT person to help on this kind of thing too, to make sure that your computer has all the protections to make sure people can't get in in the first place yep. is really good yep. too. And, you know, quickly on that, a lot of times people come to me and say, well, I, I, I outsource all that. You know, I have an IT person or so if it happens, it's not my fault. Well, 
as you can imagine, a claim does happen and someone's pointing the fingers and they're going to bring all parties involved. And uh, don't just assume that because you have you're outsourcing that, that there's not an exposure on your end. Definitely, uh, you still have an exposure. Right. Well, if they're coming in and getting the data from your company. Yeah. Right. It really is your responsibility, even if you're outsourcing to someone else to help you in the end as the business owner, they're going to come after you, not your IT person. Exactly. Absolutely. Right? Yep. Yeah, and the so IT person, I'm sure they have their coverage they, too, but hopefully. <laughs> it's not going to, you can't just assume and mm-hmm. you, just because they have their coverage doesn't mean it's going to trickle down and, and protect you in every way necessary. But if you have your own policy, you have that peace of mind knowing, okay, I'm, I'm in okay hands. It's here to protect me and not anybody else. Right. And if there is someone else involved and they have a policy, your insurance company will deal with their insurance company exactly. to figure out that liability. You can continue doing right. your day-to-day work and not have to worry about the, uh, the mess that, that happens after. Exactly. Well, it's actually time to take another quick break. Be sure to hang around to hear more from Jimmy Ken Martin of Olson Duncan Insurance about different types of insurance for your business needs. We'll be right back after a brief commercial break. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Are you up late at night after a long day's work trying to do your bookkeeping? Are you frustrated with your lack of QuickBooks knowledge or feel you don't understand it at all? Do payroll tax calculations and reporting stress you out? Whether you're a sole proprietor or an officer of a corporation, Affordable Bookkeeping and Payroll Services is here to help. We work with overwhelmed entrepreneurs to remove the burden of bookkeeping and payroll tasks, giving them peace of mind and the freedom to do the parts of the business they love. Our bookkeeping clients include service-based businesses, such as medical offices, fast food restaurants, landscapers, and gyms. We also assist franchise owners to create the necessary reports to submit each month. We are a full-service payroll company, assisting clients of 1 to 120 employees. We offer full and self-service options. If you're ready to offload tasks that burden you, reach out to us today at 310-534-5577 or email contact at abandp.com. Call us today. Have peace of mind tonight. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. You are listening to BizHelp for You. If you have a question or comment about the show, send us an email to media at abnp.com. That's media at abandp.com. Now, back to BizHelp for You. Welcome back to BizHelp for You with Candy Messer. Today, I'm chatting with Jimmy Ken Martin of Olson Duncan Insurance. Let's find out a bit more information from him regarding these insurance facts. So I know we've been talking about insurance and what people, you know, really should be having, but can you really talk about the small business owner and specifically what they might need? Sure, sure. I guess that at its core, 
no two businesses are the same. And the importance of what I do as an insurance broker is to, to get a good understanding of what a business does, their operations, their services, and then tailoring coverage around that. But you, you alluded to a, a BOP policy or their business owner's policy. That's always a great starting point for a small businesses. As, as long as they fit in that, that, that box, every carrier has a, a BOP policy offering. And it, it's just a good way of getting general liability coverage, property coverage, and business income coverage all packaged into a single policy. It's really broad with a ton of different sublimits. Uh, I would say a, a BOP for a small business. Maybe you're talking like a home-based business like we were mm-hmm. earlier, sole practitioner, or even just, you know, could be a retail store. It could be uh, a bookkeeping office like yours. But yeah, a, a BOP and it would be number one. And then, um, of course, if you have employees going back to work comp, that, that would be a, a really good starting point. But, you know, we rewind this, this show and we went into areas like uh, – Employment practices, liability, and cyber liability. I mean, it's it's virtually impossible. I mean, it, it, there's a cost associated with buying these policies, and you know, not all businesses could afford every single right. piece of that. But um, but the beauty of a BOP is that you can also build in coverages like cyber into that. Maybe small degrees of employment practices liability. Um, so that would be my big suggestion for for an up and coming business. So, how much does business insurance cost? That's a loaded question. It's it, it it's really it really varies. I mean, as you can imagine, they, you talk about, let's just talk about work home specifically. Uh, the cost that you're going to pay in a professional services office versus the cost you pay as a general contractor are just <laughs> huge. So, difference. Yeah. I mean, so, and that goes with all lines of insurance, D- depending on the exposure. A lot, most, of the, most often carriers have an, they'll have a, a rate for every thousand in sales or something like that. But, uh, it, it, it's just, uh, you cannot, not, no two businesses are the same. And uh, the cost uh, varies substantially depending where you're located, the type of operations you're, you're, you are in. And <clears throat> generally they rate by your sales volume or by your payroll. And, mm-hmm. and uh, depending where you fall in those areas will determine the cost that you pay. So. Well, I know earlier you talked about like a $1 million you know limit on something for the policies, but how does an entrepreneur know what limits really that they should have for their policies? Yeah, great question. So there's no science to, hey, you need $10 million umbrella. I had that question yesterday. I'm working on something right now for uh, for an insured of mine. There's no calculator or science to know exactly how much you need, but um, sometimes you can go back to the carriers. I'm, I'm, I'm working right now with uh, Liberty Mutual on one where we're looking to see if they can share any kind of like claim insights or uh, case studies to so that our our client can kind of get a foundation for how much they should carry for their product liability. But um, the only other part of that is many times people choose what limit they wish to carry because of a contractual requirement. You know, they're, they're going to do business with another entity and that entity gives them, well, to, do, to work with us, you're going to need to carry $5 million umbrella. Mm-hmm. Well, they know, well, we need to get a $5 million umbrella to... to execute this contract so in many ways that's when they know exactly how much to get mm-hmm. but but yeah just from knowing like you don't you can't predict the future and uh, i guess you could say like just have to understand the degree of risk that you're you could potentially pose and then work around that to determine what an adequate limit would be in the event something bad happened so what can a business owner do to save on business insurance it all goes back to risk management the whether you're talking about the way you hire, you know, you, you using an HR consultant to help you hire better. Uh, there's ways you can 
get around uh, bad employees or in, in, in many like if you're a contractor or, or a manufacturer or distributor there's a lot of good um, safety consultants out there you know you, you want to be safety's everything and uh, if, if you're utilizing the services you should always see with, with an insurance broker like me I mean we have so many tools in our arsenal carriers offer their own risk management consultants they'll come to your facility help you be better because again these carriers don't want to pay claims but it's all about the risk management it's all about uh, preparing for what can go wrong and, and taking that seriously as a, an organizational uh, goal you know uh, start from the top down and, and having a safe environment is, is going to be the key to saving on insurance because not only will it reduce claims but if you can show these insurance underwriters what you are doing to prevent claims that will allow much negotiation on determining the cost of a policy. And I would assume also if you want to take on a little bit of the risk yourself in terms of a higher deductible or no something, you can kind of reduce your cost a bit there. That's true. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, there's uh, depending on how much you feel like you can, uh, you know, afford. Uh, yeah, deductibles another way. And, you know, deductibles – it depends on what type of policy it is, but I don't see a huge. If you want to double a deductible from a thousand to twenty five hundred, I mean, you might be saving hundred bucks in mm. some cases. So yeah, it depends. But every 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 situation is different. So it's good to talk to a broker to figure out what's best. Yeah, right? and you know, and that's the thing. I mean, if you're looking to buy a policy and you're working with your broker, these are all things that we can tinker with to find out what you know what's going to be the best option in in this given circumstance. So uh, yeah, that's the importance of what we do in terms of a consultation. Well, I think that's where it's great to actually talk about why brokers are beneficial instead of going to a company that just is like the one company. So maybe you can just touch on that too. Like how are you different than just going directly to like a farmer's insurance? Sure. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. With with insurance, I mean, again, it's one of these things. Everyone, no one likes insurance. I mean, no one likes to pay that that bill. But I here I am. I'm twelve years into doing this on a day in day out basis. I mean, I have that CPCU designation. Did a lot of studying for that. But it is so technical and evolving. There's not a single day that goes by I learn something new. I'm continuously having to review policy forms, looking at what exclusions are in there. Um, it's just so technical that. I can't on the commercial side. A broker's there. This is what they do day in and day out. Utilize their knowledge to protect your business. I mean, this day everything everybody talks about the economy. You know, buying buying on your own online and on that sort of thing. I mean, yeah, it could be done, but I mean, brokers are being compensated by the carriers in almost all situations. You're not having to necessarily pay for their services in many cases. Use their minds. Let them help guide you and, and uh, help steer you the right way. What, what should you be carrying and what should you be thinking about? Uh, I mean, uh, it's, it's so critically important. You know, if you want to redo the pipes in your house, you don't try and do it yourself. You know, call a plumber to do it. You leave <laughs> right. it to the professionals. I mean, so, uh, yeah, I can't stress it enough. I mean, you, And you know too. who's out there who specializes in certain industries, too. So you might be able to find an insurance yeah, for their specific situation that's better than what they might get no doubt otherwise and, and we know how carrier yeah, what carriers like what we can do to help when, when we get a quote it's not firm i mean we we can we can work with the carriers on negotiating that like again you talk about risk management uh safety there's so many things that you can do leave it to a broker they can negotiate pricing and, and, and coverage as well 
Whereas if you're buying it maybe direct online, something along those lines, you don't know what you could potentially. You might you might uh, have to pay a small fee to a broker, but the savings that you can get by doing that is uh, far exceeds on a return on investment right. basis. So, yeah. and I personally think having a relationship where you know you know about my business or you know if you're going online, they don't know who you are. You don't probably even talk to the same person, right? It's just no you're submitting some information. So. Yeah. And it's nice. You, I, that's one thing I really like about what I do. I mean, I start from day one when I start working with a new prospect that becomes a client. As time goes by, the more I'm having to talk to them, the more they're calling me for a question. I get to know more about them. And uh, as time goes by, it's it's. I surprise myself sometimes how much uh, my brain can can hold and remember. I mean, uh, you know, I'm talking about hundreds of accounts that I I oversee, but. I know all the names. I, you know, I, I remember all the stories, and and you kind of you grow with them. And it's one part of what I do that I really like a lot. So, how can one obviously get business insurance? Then do they just you know call up a broker and say, hey, I'm starting a business or I'm in business and I have that? Like, what would you recommend for someone? Probably like I do in many ways. If I need help with something, I usually start by maybe talking with a a friend, a a relative. Hey, I need I need to talk. I need to I need to review my insurance. Do you know of anybody that could potentially help me with this? I mean, uh, that way you are talking to somebody who has firsthand experience working with uh, X person, and and that would give you the comfort of knowing you're going to somebody that someone could uh, can vouch for. So I I think that would probably be the the go to. I mean, um, this day and age too. I mean, you could probably get a lot. There's a lot of you can go on Google. You could type in business insurance and, and probably get a lot of good sites that show reviews of a good agency and, mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. But um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I would say go based on referrals because that way you're talking to somebody firsthand that uh, has worked with the professional that you're looking for and, and can vouch that they are legit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think too, for those who have no idea who to even talk to, if they reach out to their CPA or a financial yes. planner or you know other professionals that have relationships with people they know, exactly. they trust. And they're willing to like refer. Yeah, and that's something uh, I, I, my 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 own book of business thrives on referrals, and and I, I pride myself. I have a really good network of people like you, of course, and and many others, attorneys, and not only for me to send my clients to when they need it, but these are all people that have clients that are doing um, that, that need my help. And uh, by working in a network like that, um, it, it's great. And that's why I, I, I would suggest talking to a, a professional that knows somebody that can point you in the right direction. Right. And if someone has, you know, a business that is growing, you know, they started smaller and, you know, their business is continuing to grow, what should they be doing to make sure that they've insured it properly? Another great question. Well, that's, another another thing about working with a broker that's so important i mean you want to at a minimum your broker would we is hopefully reaching out to you on an annual basis kind of summarizing what you have are there any changes that we should be aware of Um, a lot of times too i mean businesses hire fire they bring on new contracts and they're mandated to pick up a certain coverage there like our phone is always ringing you know our clients always have a direct access to me where they have a question and, and or they need a change on a policy. But yeah, yeah as, as you grow, your exposures change and grow. And, and uh, uh, that that's the beauty of having a, a broker work with you. You should be communicating these things minimum on an annual basis. But uh, they're, they're there to pick up the phone and, and take your calls and help guide you when you need it. So um, you, you can't just buy a policy, let it go for five years and think that it's just going to protect you for everything under the sun. That's definitely not the case. And so as they're going, so if they think I have a you know, a policy and, 
I think it's going to be great from now on. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not the case, right? Right, in many ways, yeah. yeah. So, well, we're actually coming to the end of the show, so I wanted to have you share any offer that you would like to have the listeners be able to. Of course, thank you. you. Anybody out there that has a business and looking to procure, get insurance or, or review their own, I, I call me. Uh, there's no cost for me to, to review what you have and you know, maybe you have something good and doesn't really need much uh, of my advice on, but uh, there's a lot of times I might find holes and, and stuff of that nature, but yeah, call me. I, I don't charge our brokerages here to consult and, and help. You know, if there's a problem on your policy, then maybe you'll start working with us, and and from there we can uh, we can we can clean things up. But no, no no charge for me to do a consultation with you. Um, I'm all ears, and uh, don't worry about paying writing any checks for that. Perfect. So, how can listeners connect with you? Well, uh, I do. But but primary phone number here at the office here uh, we're in Torrance, California, three one zero. Three seven three six four four one. My extension is two two seven. You can also email me Jim at OlsonDuncan.com. Jim at o l s o n d u n c a n dot com. And if you want to see a little bit more about me, I even have my my blog, which I should be a little bit better about updating. But it's Jim Kinmartin k i n m a r t i n dot com. Perfect. Well, thank you for being my guest today. I'm so glad you were here to share this information. I know uh, sometimes, you know, it, the whole topic of insurance can be confusing to entrepreneurs. So at least giving a little bit of background on what those types of insurance are and limits and what they could be doing maybe to save a little bit of money, I'm sure was really helpful for them. Yes. Um, and thank you to the listeners for tuning in today. I hope you found this topic interesting and that it answered some questions about the types of insurance you may need to protect your business. If you have any additional questions or comments, be sure to reach out to Jimmy at any of the links that he shared, or you can send us a message at media at abandp.com. Next week's topic is completing the FAFSA tips for success. I hope you can join us for this presentation and to help you get your financial aid. Please remember you can connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn, and my website is www.abandp.com. Links can be found on my Voice America page. Remember to tune in each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And if you can't join us for the live show, you can find the episode saved on the business channel at www.voiceamerica.com or find the podcast posted on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Spotify. Until next time, have a great week. Thank you for listening to Biz Help For You. Please join your host, Candy Messer, again next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a terrific week.